BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Happy Tuesday, you guys. If you're new around here, my name is Chelsea. I'm the brunette half of the podcast. And I am JC. I'm the redhead half of the podcast. Welcome, welcome. If you're new, stick around for a long time. Maybe become a lifelong listener. Thank you. That'd be great. Today, we are joined by, I always say we're a very special guest. We are very excited about this guest. They are. We always always are excited. They're always very special to us. Um, So we are joined today by Christine Andrew. She is a great friend of mine. I have known Christine for a long time, actually. I met her and Amber Philarep, who we've also had on the podcast. Um, Sorry, actually, I had already known Amber, but I met Christine through Amber, and I actually met her in Paris. How romantic. Yeah. So I went to Paris with them, and this is when I was a full-time photographer, and they were blogging. Um, Christine is an OG blogger. She has been doing her blog for a very long time. It's called Hello Fashion Blog, and— She is the most adorable person. Mm -hmm. She's so sweet. She's so cute. I always say that she's one of the most kind people I've ever known. She's She's, so warm. She's so warm. She's so kind. And I've never seen her in my life be rude or talk badly about someone. She's literally an angel. Mm -hmm. She's so sweet. So sweet. I just met her when we recorded this podcast, and I feel like we've been best friends forever. Yeah, she's awesome. So she came over in her PJs. We were all in our pajamas. We had some snacks. They stayed very late. We had girl talk. Yes, Christine and her assistant stayed over for a few hours afterwards. We talked about lots of lots of stuff. So in this episode, we did talk about blogging and kind of the shift that has happened in the influencer space and how important it is to uh, spread yourself out among different platforms instead of just relying on Instagram solely, which I think is an important discussion to have. And then we also just talked about being a mom. She's a stepmom as well. So we talked about that dynamic. And then we talked about um, her journey getting pregnant the second time. She is currently at this point, she'll probably be eight months pregnant. She's getting close, and it did take her and her husband a while to get pregnant this second time. So she shared what worked for her and kind of what that process was like. So this episode was a fun one. I think you guys will love it. Without further ado, let's welcome Christine to the podcast. Do you guys want to smell like a coconut and vanilla dream? Because whenever I wear native deodorant, my coconut and vanilla scent, Leif always compliments me and says, you smell so good or you smell like coconut and I love it. So let's talk about deodorant. I have been trying to find a natural deodorant that I love for a long time now. I've mentioned this in the past. I've had weird consistency issues with some of the deodorant that I try that have good ingredients because they're super oily or they just have a weird, like when I'm putting it on, I don't like the feeling of it. But Native is by far my favorite that I have found. It smells so delicious. They have lots of different scents. They have a cucumber and mint one, a lavender and rose, and Chelsea has the eucalyptus and mint. They all smell really, really good. And they don't have any nasty ingredients in them, which is probably the most important thing to note. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware that a lot of deodorant brands have aluminum in them, and aluminum is a scary ingredient, you know, to have in your deodorant and be putting on your body all the time, and it's been linked to some serious health ramifications. So you do not want to mess around with that. Um, Native is aluminum-free, safe, and effective. It really works. 
And their deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature like coconut oil, tapioca starch, and more. They also don't test on animals, which is awesome. And they have free shipping and returns, so there's literally no risk at all to try it out. So if you guys want to give Native a try for yourself, you can get 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com and use the code WHATWESAID during checkout. Again, that is nativedeodorant.com and use the code WHATWESAID. Christine just notified me that it has been a year and a half since we've seen each other. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, I'm horrified by that. It is way too long. I really, I think it was Miami. That is terrifying to me. I feel like, I mean, you know, you're one of those people where it feels like no time passes. Yeah. But I'm shocked by that. And I need to go dig. How many times I'm like, when are you coming? Oh, what? You came to Utah. I just remembered because I'm always like, when are you coming to Utah? When are you coming to Utah? You came. Who were you? What were you doing? Oh, it's like kind of Wait, coming back to me. Wait, it was last time we went when to Lady, New York. Lady we had bags in the It was when we went to New York last year because we you drove me to Vegas and then you went to Utah. Oh my gosh. I don't remember why I was, was there the though. Fall. But yeah, Lady, my dog, um, peed on Christian's carpet. <laughs> that you was, were, she was still a puppy You though. were driving to Idaho. Yeah. I know your life better than you. Oh, yeah. I was driving to Idaho. Oh, for your… Was it for your… For my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. They were having their first baby. Is that what it was? Okay. <laughs> we're clueless. Yeah, I think it That's was. That's what it was. Okay. Nate <laughs> okay. well, knows it better than both of you. I wasn't even there. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we uh, settled that because I was really actually stunned by that. But it's still… I saw you for like 10 minutes. It doesn't… Yeah. I feel, it did not count. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I need to… I really do need to come to Utah more. It's like… One of those things where I just… I'll just round up some people for your podcast. Okay, perfect. And then you guys we'll make a trip. Come. There you go. Okay. All right. We're hopping right in here. Let's All right. See. Okay. Give us a quick background on you. Like where you're from. What was your childhood like? All the good stuff. All right. So um, I was born in Bogota, Colombia in South America. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> I did I not always, know that. It always throws everybody off because I don't really look… Um, Hispanic, but like mm-hmm. I'm always like so excited to say that I am. But um, yeah, my dad was in the Marines, and um, yeah, so my dad was in the Marines, and my mom was from Bogota, and they met and had me. We lived there till I was like one and a half ish, I think, and then um, moved to Washington D.C. and lived there till I was like five, and then my parents got divorced. We moved to Washington State with my dad, and then Montana. And then wow. I just like, I've bounced around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you grew up in Montana though? See, that's, it's so funny people ask that because I didn't go to Montana until I was a freshman in high school. But oh. to me, like that kind of feels more like where I was raised and grew up than mm. Port Angeles. Everyone knows it from Twilight, like the oh. town that she goes to, you know? Oh. Um, so that's where I went from kindergarten to eighth grade. But I have… I think stronger memories of Montana, maybe because I was like just a little bit older. You were off on your own a little bit. Yeah. More than yeah. like elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So then when did you meet your husband, Cody? So I just graduated college and I went out for summer sales to sell alarm systems door to door. And you um, went to go sell? Yeah. I sold. <gasps> oh my gosh. That is so funny. How did I, you like I know because you were seeing your husband do summer yeah. sales. Yeah. I've been, he always tells me, like, Chelsea, you need to try. Just like try for a couple days. And I'm like, I would be so terrible. I'd knock on their door and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm bothering you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, you know, just have it for free. Just take it. Just yeah. take it. I Tell feel us, like you're you good. good. I mean, like, I wasn't the best, but, like, they have, like, numbers of where, yeah, you get, like, statuses, prizes, and different oh, things, yeah. you know? So, um, I hit those numbers, but I definitely wasn't the best in, like, the company or anything like yeah. that. I feel like I was average. Well, you know? this will foreshadow your future, but were you, like, super competitive or you didn't really care about anyone else? Oh, no. I I just thought it, I was really going out to have fun because um, I'd graduated college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And some of my other friends from college were out there selling. And they're like, oh, we're just making good money. Like, come hang out. And I feel like it's such a good experience mm-hmm. for you to get… Like, I've done sales all my life since I was little. And so, sales, I feel like, comes really natural for me. And I love talking to people. So, I just kind of looked at it as like, you're having small conversations with people all day. And I sold kids' books door-to-door when I was in college, too. So, I was kind of used oh, to like… Unique. Door-to-door, cold calling, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, that's hard. I I venture to say that's 
like one of the hardest jobs. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> like you're just, you're not like people aren't looking for you. You have to go to them. <laughs> like I know you haven't thought about this today, but buy this. But please buy. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. You no, went out to no. meet your husband. I yeah, yeah. You. So he was um, selling too. He was a manager. And at the end of the summer, like everyone that is still in college goes back. And then the people that want to stay out and extend for like another month, uh, their offices combined. And so our offices combined towards the end of the summer. And so I met him towards the end and we just became like really good friends. And um, he was from Utah. So he went back to Utah and was like, come visit me on your way home. Because I had driven my car there. Because you have your car to like go to different areas. And I drove to visit him in Salt Lake and literally never left. So we were like only friends. And then I came to visit and never left. So we've lived together from day one. Like just. That is oh so crazy. Gosh. Whenever you tell me that, I'm just shook. That is crazy. It's so weird. Yeah. So. You just knew. It was fate. It was fate. Love. Okay, so you are a stepmom to yeah. Cody's two kids that he had from a previous marriage. So I wanted yep. to talk a little bit about that and kind of what that was like stepping into that role and what it's like today. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm really thankful. Uh, so my parents were divorced too. And my stepmom was so amazing to me. She always like, she just took me in as her own. And so I feel like growing up, I had a really strong example of someone who just like always showed me love and didn't treat me any different than she would her own kids. And so I feel like when um, Mar and West came, you know, as part of their family, when Cody and I got married, that from the beginning, like I always just pictured them as my own kids, but not trying to take the place of their mom. But I was so excited. I always, my life goal I guess or whatever it was to be a mom and so I was so excited to have a big family like I'm an only child and so I wanted to have lots of kids and so I was just really excited from the beginning I think to be a mom to them but I also like learned things from my parents being divorced and so like also things I wanted to do different and things I did great but you know yeah take the good and the bad from it yeah exactly is that just is that a hard balance of trying to not overstep boundaries but also you want to treat them like your own yeah sorry guys if I keep sounding out of breath I'm super pregnant (laughs) and I keep getting winded as I'm talking we're making her stand up the whole time (laughs) standing in the corner answering (laughs) these questions um no I think that's probably one of the hardest things um especially before I had Beckham because um once I had Beckham, so much perspective came in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, before I'd be like, oh, I want to go to like their every single one of the parent teacher conferences and like let's sign up for this and this at their school. And then I had Beckham and I'm like, okay, you know, some of these things I feel like are more their mom's territory. And I just realized how hard it would be to have to share your kids with anyone. And maybe I'm just like a psycho mom, you know, but I'm like, you are so obsessed and so in love with like your kids, like imagining another person who loves them is amazing. But also like thinking about having to share that time is so hard. And I can see like how emotional that would be. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So you are pregnant with another baby boy, which is so exciting. How far along are you right now? I am seven months. So I was supposed to be due in October and they just moved it up to the end of September. They just move Wait, how it. do they move it? <laughs> I don't, well, it's actually kind of interesting because everyone's like, have they been measuring you at your appointments? They haven't measured me. And she's just like, I think you're going to go early because you went early with Beckham. So I'm not scheduling you for anything after September 20th. And I'm oh like, my gosh. Uh, what the heck? That's so soon. Oh my that's gosh. wild. I well, I wanted to talk about your journey getting pregnant the second time because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, when you got pregnant with Beckham, it was pretty quick, right? Yeah, I think, um, well, 100%. Yeah, it was super easy. I mean, I went off birth control and then I think we tried, I mean, a couple months. Yeah. Which they say like it's average six months you should get pregnant. It was before the six months. It was just like… Just happened. Yeah. Um, And then the second time around, how long did it take you to get pregnant of trying? It took us over a year to get pregnant the second time around. And with Beckham, I wasn't… I didn't even know how to test my fertility, like not my fertility, my ovulation, yeah, like any of that. I wasn't doing anything. It just like happened. And we tried to do it like 
you know, without thinking about anything for a couple months and nothing was happening. And so then, you know, you start doing the tests and that wasn't working. And so then we got a fertility doctor and, um, you know, started, sorry, doing different things with that. So yeah, it took us a little over a year to get pregnant this time around. And what ended up working? Like how did it end up happening? So they found out I have polycystic ovaries. So it's just, basically I have lots of little cysts all, um, over my ovaries. And they had told me that when I was younger. And I mean, I kind of already knew, but it didn't affect anything with Beckham. And so like, I didn't think it was going to really be an issue, but basically you don't have normal ovulation. So, um, I wasn't like, there was a couple months I just wasn't ovulating at all. So, um, they, when you go to a fertility doctor, they track everything. They do different like scans to see when you are ovulating and they can like narrow it down to like a day when you're the most fertile. And so then they give you like a shot and different medicines and yeah. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. Was that process super hard on you? I think it, well, yeah, it was really emotional. I think because, well, we had a lot going on in that time. And like, I look back now and I see that it was a blessing because if I would have gotten pregnant right away with like the things going on in our life at the time, it would have been a really stressful time to have a baby. So I see now like it was a blessing. Yeah, it was a blessing. But during it, it was super emotional because you feel like, I mean, each time your period comes, you feel like you're failing at something, even though you're, I mean, obviously you're not, but it's just like another reminder and it's an everyday reminder for a week that you're not pregnant this month, that it didn't work out how you had planned and mm-hmm. stuff. And so it would just, I mean, there are times I period would come and I would just cry and I just wouldn't understand. And then my friends would be getting pregnant, which I was so, so happy for them. But it's also like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, you yeah. know, so hard to understand. Like, what's wrong with me? Why is that yeah. to me? Yeah. I was talking to Leif about this. I'm like, it's actually kind of crazy that you only have 12 chances in a year to get pregnant. That's not that many. Like, that's, you know what I mean? We talk about this. Cody and I talked about this during the whole thing. Like, it's crazy then when you hear, you know, kids that get pregnant on you accident. Do it once. Yeah, once on yeah. a fluke situation. And yeah. it's like, you know, it, I feel like it really is meant to be that they got pregnant. Yeah, because it's like yeah. the stars have to align. Because There's it, so many things that have to align. Yeah. It really yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Because I, I think like whenever I hear, oh, it took someone a year, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a long time to get pregnant. And then when you really break it down and think well, we only had 12 chances and that's well, you get hard. Yes, you have 12, but like you're fertile for a couple of like days. You're right, pe- right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean but 12 like, months at yeah, least. Tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like 12 periods. Yeah, 12 periods. Yeah. 100%. Woo, oh, lady man. talk. Love it. <laughs> Talking about periods, ovulation. <laughs> Insert tampon ad now. <laughs> Okay, we're getting deep. We're talking about fertility. We're talking about babies. So Chelsea and I are getting to that stage where we're starting to think about kids. We're kind of preparing for that phase of our life. And I know that a lot of you guys are as well. You're our age. You're maybe a little older, a little younger. doesn't matter. I feel like a lot of our listeners are definitely women, and we're kind of getting to that phase of life. So if you relate to this, um, this brand you're going to love I think for a lot of people, fertility is kind of a question mark. It's confusing. I feel a little bit uneducated on like my own body and fertility. I know that. And I think a lot of us actually do. So if you want more information about your ability to get pregnant, modern fertility is amazing. It is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or if you just want to know your options for the future. And your results are delivered within 10 days. You will get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool that they have to plan ahead. And I'm super excited about this brand because it's way more affordable than going to a doctor and getting tested. I know that this can cost over $1,000 because I have had friends who have struggled with their fertility and it's just really expensive to go through all of that. So 
You can get the same information with these tests for just $159, and you're doing it from the comfort of your own home, which is awesome. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said. That is $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said. Modernfertility.com slash what we said. All right. So did you always have an interest in fashion? Was that something that you like have loved since you were little or did that come later in life? Oh, it came later. I was the ultimate tomboy. I only wore like Nike Adidas. I cried when my parents made me put on dresses. Like I… Really? Yes. I would… Me and my… So my my mom, my biological mom is very much like into fashion and clothes and that sort of thing. And… I remember she used to take me shopping every summer and I'd go visit her and it was like a fight every summer about because she wanted me to wear these dresses and I hated them. And that yeah. is so funny. funny. Now, then when I got older and like got into it in high school, then it was like the best thing ever because we'd go on big shopping sprees. But yeah, when I was younger, I hated it. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. So in high school, did you start to like really ex- start to express yourself with fashion or when did the love for fashion like really come into play? I feel like it was probably my junior, senior year, but also my sense of fashion, like, I don't think was really, like, high-end fashion. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Ugg boots came out, and I thought those were, like, the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> Didn't we all, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, um, I think it was relative of, like, what I thought was fashion, but, um, yeah, I started to get into it my junior, senior year, then… Applied to fashion school, didn't get in, and I just kind of felt like rejected. Like, okay, maybe fashion isn't my thing. And so I still really liked it and worked. I had started working retail when I was 15 and continued like to work retail and do other sales jobs and was just really looking for an outlet to still express like my passion and interest for fashion and just didn't know what that was going to be really. And then my best friend told me about blogging. Oh, really? That was going to be my next question. So when did you start blogging? Like, what made you want to start a blog? Your friend told you about it? Yeah, my friend told me about it. Um, It was like 2011. And um, she was like, hey, I mean, we talk like every day. But I was like, I'm, you know, getting bored working. I was an assistant manager at Aldo Shoes. And I was like, I need something more. Like, I want to do something else. And I was starting my clothing line, which at the time was a wedding hair accessories called Illy and still wanted like something else too. So I was doing Illy, working Aldo. And then she told me, she's like, you need to look at this thing called blogging. And I had no idea what it was. And so I looked at Sincerely Jules blog and was like, she, oh, I love her style and like binged through her whole blog one night. It's like, this looks like fun, but I had no idea like it could be a career, that it could be a job. Any of Can we that. talk about the word blog? I remember the first time I heard the word blog. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I have a blog. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what wait, if you don't blog? even know if it's like online, like, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, I, uh, it's the blog. That word? Like, why <laughs> did they choose blog? I know. It is kind of a weird word. Literally huh? sounds like bleh. <laughs> but, did you know Chelsea and I had a blog together in I was going to say, we started Stop, one in 2011. Yeah. Please don't look Please it up. Please don't look <laughs> it up. Wait, what is it? Uh, I'm not going to tell you the user or the uh, URL. We need to like block that URL. Are you kidding? But we, we would I bet just you talk could probably about, Google your names and find it. Yeah. But we um, would talk like, about fashion, which, oh, Chelsea, we got to look one of those posts up we and were show like, her the fashion. We'll tell you our fall favorites. It was like mint studded vests. Yeah. <laughs> with chevron. Floral watches. <laughs> like, Stop. oh I my gosh, it. I can't. It was, it was an big old fashion bows, though. Big yeah. hair bows. We essentially oh, you did. Guys need to, you need to repurpose some of that content. I know. Well, honestly, it's we Recreate would do the outfits. Well, yeah, that would not be okay. We basically and on the it. podcast, we well look what it's called. Show her what it's called. That's what we said. Oh, and now we have what we cute. said podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna text this to myself <laughs> so I can <laughs> airdrop. <laughs> yeah, it's so horrible. We like look back at it and and some of the stuff we're like. Wait, we're rude. We'd be like, yeah. don't wear this. That's 
like that's not a I don't even yeah, know like people in our school are like you cannot wear this you guys like classified them by what they wore <laughs> I'm like, like when we're gossip girl amazing yeah <laughs> it was very rude okay well where do you think blogging stands now because well actually I want to ask you what do you prioritize the most your blog still Instagram YouTube like what's what do you think <laughs> hmm Loaded That's question. Literally, I asked you six questions. Loaded a question. I think that all of them have their purpose a thousand percent. I feel like lately I've devoted more time to Instagram than the other channels. But with all of the changes happening in Instagram, I think it's so vital that you have other platforms and not be relying on one solo platform. So, um, you know, YouTube for… I wish I posted more on YouTube. I always like, I'm like, I'm going to post more videos this month. It's so much work. There's so much more, like where I feel like I can get so much more content out on Instagram. Yeah. I think, I I just think it's important to have multiple platforms if you want to be um, an influencer. Yeah. Well, where do you think blogging is now? Because I think it's pretty rare that people start a blog now. It's pretty, I don't see that. Actually, I very much very much agree with that. Right. I yeah. feel like people start with like an Instagram now and totally. then do something. And a else. lot of people don't even have a website or a blog at all. Yeah. They just have Instagram, yeah. which it's hard because it is like you said it is important to not rely solely on Instagram and to have your own thing, to have your own website, your own blog, but at the same time this is something that we were talking about recently is um I don't know if you follow the Skinny Confidential, but yeah. she was saying… She's so funny. Yeah. She was saying that with a blog or with even a YouTube video or Instagram… Um, sorry. What, how did she say it? I don't want to butcher it. Uh, that's not… You're not in charge of that. You don't own that platform. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying something website. else. Sorry. I was, oh. I was saying… I'm like… <laughs> I ah. read your mind. But that, that one <laughs> yeah. is a good point. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That, no, that's a good point too. But you're not necessarily respecting people's time because they have to take time out of their day to like uh, browse the blog. So a lot of people, because everyone's so like instant gratification, I think a lot of people don't Hmm. go and read blogs. Do you read blogs? I think there's there's a market for it, but like it's kind of starting to inch away from it. Do you agree? I do, but I think that puts more… Emphasis on you need to have your own strong enough voice to create people to want to come look at your other channels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's very true. Because, I mean, we've all seen literally Instagram's had so many outages this month. And I I just don't… I think if you really want to make it a career that you need to have other things that you're not relying on another… Um, Something that someone else Did you ever owns. watch the documentary about the all the viners that were like making millions of dollars and then vine just shut down and like they were they all jumped to youtube i cannot no, even, some of them didn't i mean some of them oh. are like literally still looking for jobs and they're like i missed the days that i was getting paid like this much a post and blah 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 you know what i mean like, i need yeah. to watch that that's very interesting i mean that could happen any day though and that's the reality i mean i don't think it's going to no but, i don't think it is either i'm just saying right the point of it is Three or four of them literally had everything on Vine and then they their careers were over. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is actually kind of terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, I'm switching jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, anyone want to hire me? People, <laughs> I mean. So what would your advice be to someone starting out now who wants to produce fashion content? Because I think that people like you or even me, we almost had the luxury of being ignorant because we didn't realize, we didn't know what social media would become. And so sometimes it's hard as someone who started a long time ago to give advice to people now because it's like when we started, we just genuinely loved, you know, you genuinely loved fashion. I loved photography Photography. and we just would put our work out there and then it kind of became something. Whereas now it's clear what social media is and it's clear that it can be a career. And so I think Sometimes it's hard to give advice because, you know, we started at a different different time. time. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing, and I I mean, I've said this before, but I just, I really believe it is time. And it's not what people want to hear because we're in a society where everybody wants things so instantly Mm -hmm. that 
it it does take time. But also, I think these influencer, you know, people that are coming into it also have it way better than we did because there's so many more opportunities for people to make money a lot earlier. I mean, for me, for blogging, I wasn't making money for a couple of years until I was into it. And I know people that, you know, start out. Um, one of my friends got on like to know it and she had just a couple thousand followers and she's like oh I'm making an extra you know couple hundred bucks a month and she's just using it for her spending money and I mean that was right away you know of her doing that so I think there's so many more opportunities now for people that we didn't have when you know you and I were starting I agree and and it's good to think like that versus oh it's so saturated I can't get into the space because there's so many people because on the flip side, there are so many opportunities and that's what makes it cool. A hundred percent. The difference is, is I think people want to make thousands of dollars. Immediately. Immediately. And you need, you know, don't quit your job tomorrow to become a blogger until you, you know, you're kind of having like an income at it. Totally. More and established yeah. a little bit. I guess blo- we're getting away from the term blogger now. Influencer. Yeah. Instagrammer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think that that is something that people don't want to hear because, I mean, work. Yeah, it's work. It's yeah. time. And it's kind of sucks that it can I mean, for some people, it's their overnight sensations, but it's so yeah. rare. So, yeah. Unless you're, unless you're Mason Ramsey or Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. Wait, how do I not know who either of those people are? Uh-oh. Oh what? <laughs> stay up with the Mason times. Ramsey is the Walmart yodeling kid. Oh, yes. I do. Yeah. Okay. See, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I shouldn't Bless say Emma Chamberlain heart. was an overnight sensation because she, she did YouTube for a while. But yeah, she, yeah, she, she grew very quickly in yeah. a short amount of time. No, it's true. I think it is important to remember the 80-20 rule. Like 80% of your income is probably coming from that, what you should be doing most of the day. And then like, you know, keep your 20 as your side hustle or your hobby or your, you know, what you're really passionate about. And then until that 20% can become 80% of your income, then switch it over. Yeah. Is that 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I kind of made it up. No, <laughs> okay. Do you guys like grocery shopping? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan. I always dread grocery shopping. And so that's why I'm extra excited to tell you about Thrive Market. Chelsea and I are both obsessed. Chelsea loves it extra because when you get on Thrive Market, you can filter through different values. So if you're vegan or you're gluten-free or whatever, they have so many different ones to pick from. So Chelsea just throws that vegan filter on and then she's like, it's so nice because I don't have to read the labels and make sure what I'm getting is vegan. I just know it's all vegan. So that's amazing. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. So shopping at Thrive Market means that you are supporting a select group of brands that really do make the world a better place. They sell so many products, you guys. You need to go on and check. So much variety of different things. Snacks, vitamins, supplements, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, like kids stuff. I've said this before, but it's kind of nice, honestly, because while they have so much variety, for each different thing that you're searching, there will be three to four options. And I kind of like that there's less options to choose from because you know that you're getting the best because they've done so much homework for you. They know the best ingredients. They know it's going to be safe, affordable, all of that good stuff. So I'd actually prefer that versus going to the grocery store and just being overwhelmed by all the different options. The shopping process is honestly fun. Like I get excited when I get to go on Thrive Market and grocery shop because it's very time effective. It's fast, it's easy, and again, like I said, you know you're getting the best of the best. So plus with Thrive Market, you get organic foods and all these natural products at 25 to 50% lower than retail price. So basically, it gets delivered to your door and you're gonna save money. So many of you will be making a grocery run this week anyway, so why not give Thrive Market a try and shop from home? Our listeners can get 25% off of your first order plus a 30-day free trial using our link thrivemarket.com slash what we said. Again, go to thrivemarket.com slash what we said for 25% off your first order plus 30-day free trial. And um, this will be linked in the description for you as well. So for people who are not in the blogger or influencer space or like can't really understand why influencers make so much money, how for, I mean, we kind of know how obviously, but for people who don't know who see these influencers, bloggers, YouTubers making more money than like doctors, how 
do people make so much money doing this? Like, who's paying you? Just smile and take pictures all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's so easy. Um, no, you know, there's so many different ways. And I think it really depends on who your audience is and like what your goals are. As a When I say brand, I'm referring to the person themselves. And so, I mean, you have brands that will pay you. Um, sometimes brands reach out directly or they hire a PR agency that reaches out to you and will like pitch you for different opportunities. And, you know, um, there's now platforms where they have um, like databases where you can sign up as influencers and you put in like your numbers and then they like pitch you for campaigns. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do it through affiliate marketing. So if you're not familiar with that, affiliate marketing is basically like whether it's an Instagram post or a story swipe up or on your blog with a link, um, influencers make a commission off of every purchase or click, depending on what affiliate program you're with for each of those items. It's not like crazy substantial amounts. It's usually like anywhere from five to 10% of what the sale is. But when you have lots of, you know, it can add up. Right. What else? Um, Ads on your blog. When you lay out your blog, like if you ever see like banner ads on people's blogs, um, like maybe it's usually like it's connected to Google. So you'll have You'll get paid for clicks on those or impressions. And then also brands Obviously just, campaigns. Like Yeah. Oh, so sorry. That was like kind of the first one with PR agencies, like brands reaching out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Paid campaigns. Okay. I thought we hadn't mentioned that one yet. Did I? I said that right? Yeah, you Maybe. said it. Yeah, sorry. Was kind of getting, I was listening. <laughs> I just didn't know the word campaign. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. thrown off. So yeah, campaigns are brand campaigns that reach out and pay you for… So what, what? would you say… How do, would you say you make a majority of your money? Campaigns. Campaigns. Yeah. And then maybe affiliate links. Yeah, but I mean… Not Not that much. I mean, but it's really different because I have friends that make way more on affiliate links and they choose to like… Take less campaigns or something because of that. Right. Yeah. It totally does depend on the person. And some people are doing a lot of… Some people are doing everything. They're doing so many campaigns. They're doing a ton of affiliate links every single day. And then you have the other people, yeah, who kind of pick one or the other or whatever. Yeah. And then I think it is so smart though for people who do have like huge followings. It's like you never see them just having one stream of income. It's like they always have multiple ways that they have income coming in. And I think people think, how are they just doing that from taking a picture? It's like they have these other things like, you know, ads on their blogs or you know, they have a product or they have something where it's like, they don't think about that as much where they're like, how are they like driving this nice car and have this huge house just from Instagram photos? Yeah. So much more than that. And, and when you branch out to the other platforms that just gives you more opportunity, like us with the podcast or with YouTube, Mm -hmm. it kind of, you know, adds more opportunity. So, well, and like we were saying earlier, brands catch on to the fact that like you were saying, like when you see a Louis Vuitton ad, in a magazine, you know, they're not really wearing it in a regular way. Yeah. Yeah. But when you see someone on Instagram wearing it, you know, out and about, you're like, oh, I can wear that. That's attainable. Yep. And so brands see that and they want to put money into that marketing instead of, you know, putting on a big billboard where they're like, you know, on top of a mountain wearing something. And it's like, what? So I heard actually, it's just kind of interesting the other day that um, brands, or sorry, for a consumer to purchase something, they need they need to see it like seven times or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were just talking mm-hmm. about that the and other so, day. Yeah. Like talking about how, I mean, the billboards, they're not relatable as much, but then you see it puts it like you're like, oh, but wait, I saw brand that brand awareness, on yeah. that person's blog. And then like you're somewhere else flipping through the magazine and you see it there again. So it's true. it all just kind of goes full circle of it's actually our subconscious like soaking in in so many different ways. Yeah. And even if you don't necessarily convert a ton of sales, it's brand awareness. Yep. And so it does help them a lot. It helps brands a lot to have influencers posting about their stuff. Yep. And that's why brands are willing to put money into it because it's very successful marketing for them. Yeah. And I mean, think of where most people spend their time on their phone. Yeah. So they want to put all of their, like you want to get into and interrupt or disrupt where people already are and yeah. like where people are spending their time and everybody's on their phone constantly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's 
kind of sad, but yes. Yeah, no true. one's in the waiting room reading magazines. <laughs> no, so yeah. they're on their phone scrolling through Instagram. That's so true. What would you say motivates you? Like, what are you motivated by? What drives you? It's a loaded question. <laughs> we told um, her it's okay to say money. <laughs> <laughs> money. No. It's okay to say um, designer bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she answers in all seriousness. They pre-answered all these questions for me. (laughs) Um, No, you know, it's funny because Whitney, who works with me, is here. And we were talking about this a little bit. And I I feel like, um, you know, I started my blog when I had just graduated. You know, not just graduated. Like a year after I'd graduated school. And my motives and what motivates me have changed as like my life has evolved. Mm -hmm. When we were first married, um, you know, because my two kids we have or two older kids, my stepkids only have part time. Cody and I worked like insane hours. Like we worked around the clock when we started our businesses and um, our we had monetary goals. We had, you know, goals for our businesses. We had, I feel like, different goals where now like I have two more kids and our life is like a lot different structure that I feel like what motivates me now is different than what motivated me back then. Yeah. That makes sense. So uh, what is it now? I think now like, and sorry too, with the the space evolving, I think now it's more about the impact and making, making a difference sounds so deep, but like, you know, just having a bigger purpose behind what we're doing. Like I love my job so, so much and I just want it, to have a purpose and a meaning and to be impactful to people that are listening or watching or reading or, you know, whatever, that it's making a difference in somebody's life. And I mean, every post obviously isn't going to be doing that, but out of breath again. (laughs) (laughs) But um, just the fact that, you know, um, just making a connection for people, I guess. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but we talk a lot about bringing value to people's lives and that definitely looks different for every single person and for every influencer. And I was saying that there are some people who are just super funny and relatable and that's kind of their quirk on Instagram and that's how they bring value to other people's lives is by brightening their days. And then we have other people who post really, you know, motivating stuff and it helps you want to live a better life or whatever it is. And so… I think it's important to realize that not everyone's going to have the same purpose, but that's what makes it so cool is that we all have our own unique spin we can bring. But I do think that it's so important to find that and to have that thing that makes you unique and makes your content valuable to people. Otherwise, honestly, there's not much of a point because no one can connect with it or I don't know. There's there's just so many mm -hmm. people out there. They'll get it somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, too, when you, well, Cody and I differ on this train of thought. So um, we were talking with someone that has some really successful businesses. And he um, was saying that money is a a driver for him. And I was like, but at the end of the day, you hit those numbers. And then, like, it's you're always wanting something more. And I feel like if you don't have a purpose behind it, it leaves a void of like you always wanting something more. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, some people just really just, it's just about like the monetary like goals. So I, I think it really is dependent on the person, but I think it's better if you have like a purpose behind it, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. It's much more fulfilling. And yeah. I can honestly say, even with the podcast, it's like, it's been so fulfilling for us because we get to sit down and have really meaningful conversations with people and then we get feedback that it really helped other people's lives. And I'm like, I can truly say that that to me is so much more fulfilling than any amount of money I've made on Instagram doing other stuff. Yeah, It's like I would way rather make an impact and make less money because I'm just way happier with that. Yeah, And like that could be different for everyone. I'm just speaking for myself. But I definitely do think it's important to like dig deep and find that. Yeah, for sure. agree. Totally agree. So since social media and being on your phone is such a huge part of um, your job and my job, I'm hoping to get some tips from you, actually. How do <laughs> you how do you personally find the balance of living in the moment, but also still, you know, staying relevant, staying consistent on Instagram, connecting with your audience, but then living your real life? Yeah, I think 
again, this is something that is evolving for me. Um, so when I was trying to get pregnant, I went to this foot zoner and, um, wait, a what? A foot zoner. So I'll explain what that is. It's kind of like foot reflexology. Every, oh, okay. they believe everything is connected like in your feet. And so she finds, I don't know, she can tell by your feet, like different things going on in your body. Oh, why does that sound so enticing? Oh, it's so <laughs> nice. It's like a foot massage, but then like also, I mean, what did she's like? You you're feeling at? very sad. No, I've so that's, that. that's that's literally what they do. Really? Because like, yeah. yeah, it's like your big toe is connected to I don't know if it's right, like your yeah. digestive system or something like. No, that. No, it is. Yeah. yeah. So you're. I forget if it's left. Do you remember left? One side's emotional and one side's physical, and so. Um, oh my gosh, I'm looking this up. Yeah, it's so interesting, yeah. and so that's actually part of the reason I think I got pregnant is I went to her like two months before I was able to get pregnant. And I think one of the things she said is I am so focused. I'm a very driven person, really focused on work and I don't have balance in my life. And so she's like, you need to set aside balance or else she's like, basically your body is telling you that you do not have time for a baby in your life because you're so busy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so like, really interesting. I had all these toxins built up. So she had like pressure points and like, I literally have never slept so good than the first night that she, quote, detoxed my body or whatever. Really? And um, I forgot what the question was. Staying in touch. <laughs> oh, like staying in tune. Balancing, being yeah, on your so phone and being… I don't think I was doing a great job of it. And then I feel like I became more self-aware of it and have like consciously thought about it. Like this year, I've created a lot more balance in my life. And… Um, I mean, those people that have followed me for a long time, you probably notice I'm not posting as much as I used to um, because I just realized that like I needed to have a little bit more balance. Um, I also just did a post about this recently that I was reading that you touch your cell phones 10 to 20 times more than you do your loved ones um, every day. Aww, that's so sad. It's so sad. And also, so, like, do you know how gross your phones are? You have lots of germs <laughs> on them. I'm serious. It's the grossest thing that you own. It's probably so true. Yeah. Like it has more germs than a toilet seat. Well, think you, I mean, people sit while they're going to the bathroom and like scroll through their phones. Their so, phone. like, There's about, like, so <laughs> I say this because this is a free shout out to phone soap. But have you heard of phone soap? No. This is so off topic. You're like getting into deep stuff. I'm like, phone soap. <laughs> but it cleans, it sanitizes your phone. What? Really? I'm totally going to look into it. Yeah. Um, it went on Shark Tank. And then it like it's got such from a there. smart idea. But it sanitizes your phone. And I used to work there. And I was like disgusted when you find out the grossness on your phone. I can only, I mean, think about when you take your case off and there's all those like crusties, you know, like yes. around it. Oh, I Ugh. can't even think. Yeah. And you put it on your, like if you talk on your face. Oh, yeah. You talk Gross. on your face. I mean, sorry. You when talk people, with your phone. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. As, it's yeah I can I'm see your hand you motions. I can see like. it. I can Anyways, see it. Anyways, sorry. Well, how how do you… No, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're saying that you touch your phone oh, so, more than you touch yeah, your loved ones. Yeah, like 10 to 20 times more. So, like, I mean, that was, like, crazy. Okay, you give your loved ones, like… I don't know. I feel like my one of my love languages is touch. So, I'm always, like, probably… I'm hugging my kids and my husband and, like, everybody, like, all the time. I'm just an affectionate kind of person. So when I'm like, oh my gosh, if I hug my family 10 times, I'm on my phone a hundred times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, that's probably accurate. I believe that 100%. Oh yeah. It's just crazy to think about. And I, and so like I sat back that week and I was looking around just at my poor husband, at Cody being like, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at him judging. Him. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, he really is on his phone a lot. I mean, but like, I'm like knowing that that was me a couple days mm-hmm. ago, you know? Right. And like our kids that look over at us, you know, during times and I've seen other moms post about this like the week before so I feel like it was like God kind of trying to stand to me and be like pay attention to what I'm trying to tell you but um you know this week I'm not gonna say just a minute to my kids I'm just like when they ask me for something I'm just gonna do it right away because a lot oh, of times like Beckham will be like oh mom look at this and I'll be like okay well let me finish this email really quick or yeah let me do this second. for a second you know like just give me two minutes and so you know, between those two things, thinking about like how phones have such an impact on, you know, totally. everything that we do and being present. Do you limit the people, like, do you limit your time scrolling on Instagram? Do you find yourself <laughs> scrolling forever or do you kind of cut it off at a certain point or I don't, set I love stories. I really don't think I'm much of a scroller. Like, even when I'm bored on planes and stuff, but I love stories. I sit and watch stories a ton. Um, so, I, but no, sorry, that totally didn't answer your question. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> You're like, please get back to that. Um, no, I I don't set limits. I think what's hard is that I love talking to the people that like DM me and, you know, whatever. You. you know, so I have like just random conversations with people and like I love that, but I've also thought like, okay, no offense to these people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is my son more important or are these people that I'm talking to? Right. I'm sorry, not my son. Are my kids more important? Yeah. Or the people that I'm talking to? And so like sometimes I'll catch myself, like I'll be sitting there responding to some of them and then I'm like, oh wait, like this is literally prime time that I'm missing with my kids, if that makes sense. No, mm-hmm. totally. But I think it's balance. It really is balance because as long as you're doing things in moderation of you right, know, like mm-hmm. it is our career. It is, yeah. And you don't want to think of it. Yeah, and you don't want to think of it as all a bad thing because I yeah. do think that there's good and bad in everything. And hundred percent. And there is so much good in social media. So I don't like when it gets like a bad, you know, reputation. But I to- at the same time, you gotta balance that crap. No, I totally agree because I think. Sorry, I'm gonna continue this for just ten more seconds of that. I think social media gets a really bad rap, mm-hmm. and. There are so many amazing things that it's done and so many people's lives that I think it's changed for the positive. And I think our society loves to focus on the negative of things. And so we're like, oh, it's doing this and this. And yeah, there are super harmful things that social media does, but I have seen it do so many amazing things. I mean, we work with um, this children's cancer nonprofit and like the people that they have connected because of social media and like experiences they've gotten for kids um, who have like seen posts about like, you know, ways they can help. I mean, there's just so many good things that can come from it. It's totally. true. Well, and I think especially, I'm not a mom, but for moms, like they used to, if you were a stay-at-home mom, you had maybe like a park date a week to go yeah. talk to other moms. But like social media allows you to connect with other stay-at-home moms and like have that connection where you used to feel so alone in your home like with your kids you're just like I need to talk to adults here like not (laughs) little kids and it gives them that opportunity which is a really good part of social media I totally agree and I I know you guys have had Amber on here and you know Amber is a great example like I um she's one of our friends and um like I watch her story sometimes and see her doing different things with her kids I'm like oh that's a great idea like I want to go take our kids to do that you know what I mean like it gives me ideas of things to go take the kids to do and I really think it comes down to mindset of totally. are you on there like feeling depressed about like your life or are you on there looking for inspiration for to make like, your life better. better? Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, well, let's answer this quickly because this is a question that I get all the time too. And I know you do as well. Um, what are your thoughts on people who say blogging or influencing isn't going to be around forever? Like, what's your plan? Because, you know, what if it disappears tomorrow? Like, what What are your thoughts? I agree with it to a point, honestly. I don't think it's going to be around forever. But, I mean, I think that's true of a lot of careers, not just blogging, influencers, social media. Um, I think it's important to be always saving money. I think it's important to pursue the things that you're passionate about. And I was listening to something, and it was talking about um, kind of what you're saying, the 80-20 of like you do things that are bettering your craft, but then also doing things that you're passionate about. Yeah. And so I think it's important that you are doing other things outside of just social media or, you know, whatever your platform is um, so that you have something to rely on if at some point this doesn't work out, you know? Totally. And, and I think social media will always be a thing, yes. but it won't be the same thing. It will evolve to something else. Yeah, like it won't always be Instagram and stories. Like yeah. that will evolve. But I think social media and like having a virtual world will only get crazier. Five here. years. Yeah. What's, what's your guess? What do you think it's going to be? Oh, that's scary. I don't want to think. Uh, like reminds me of Black Mirror. I don't, <laughs> Wait, I don't know what think. that is. <laughs> Come on, Black Mirror Christine. On Netflix? <laughs> on Netflix. It's just like about oh, futuristic Oh, I started that and it was creeping stuff. me out. I had to yeah, turn it off. Same. It's like very dark. But I'm yeah. like, think about 10 years ago if you told people what, what today yeah. we would be doing on our phones 24 7. It's well, creepy. Yeah. And Steve Jobs said that it would literally be a limb of our body, that it would feel like 
if we don't have Ew, it. It is. And it really <laughs> is. But I mean, yeah. he predicted that years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. That is insane. What would you say it's going to be in five years? I don't know. It has stressed me out more as a parent, I think, than, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sorry, not saying that, like, you guys don't. Yeah. yeah. But just saying that, um, thinking about, I don't know, my kids and the pressures, like, it's just a different perspective, I think, for it. It is. I can't but imagine. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm like, I'm I feel like it's going to be virtual somehow. Like, people just be like, what are they called? Not monogram. Um, Holograms. Holograms. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally picture that. Okay, let's end this. Let's end this podcast <laughs> like, on a happier note. <laughs> okay, what is a mantra or quote that you love to live by? I would say, I think one big thing um, when I started my blog, um, I remember the first time I got like a negative comment, and I was like so shocked by it. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Somebody doesn't like me? Um, you just don't like picture someone that you don't know insulting you. And it hit me. I was like talking to Cody about it. And he's like, it's not a big deal. Like, just, you know, let it go. And something else, I can't even remember what he said, but it stuck out to me that a lot of times, and like, think about it in your own life, when you're having a bad day, you snap at somebody random. Like 95% of the time, it doesn't have to do with them. It's about somebody else or something else happening in their life. And so because of that, ever since I started my blog, my goal is always to respond nice to people when they're mean to me. And then um, I've had it every time except for like under like two or three. The people have apologized and been like, I'm so sorry. Having a bad day because of this, this, and this. Or, you know, like they realize that they just, or it wasn't what they meant by it, you know? So I think always treating people with kindness, even when like maybe they're not kind to you at first, Mm -hmm. has really been something that's um, stuck out to me and, you know, made a difference for me. Yeah. And not only you, them too, because they probably don't think people will see it or whatnot. And it actually ends up helping them as well. Yeah. And and you still have those flute people that are just still say stuff anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, it's somebody just having a bad day and they're just taking it out. Yeah, exactly. That is a good thing to live by. All right. Well, wait, wait, what's your, what did you, have you guys ever said yours? Mine's that's oh my, what don't we put said. A, oh my, <laughs> this is the, your interview, not ours. Yeah. I know I'm trying. Well, like, hey, we're cutting there. <laughs> I say it a million times. Everyone's like, okay, we get it. My my favorite quote is nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm. So it's like just the concept that if you don't change certain aspects of the things, like I always relate it to fitness because that was something that I put off for so long. And I was just like, oh, I'll, yeah. you know. And then I just kind of realized one day, like I will never be physically fit or strong if I don't work at it and like that will never change and so and it's it can be related to a lot of things but if nothing changes you have to like make that change for yourself so that's something that I love to live by I like it are you gonna do yours you're gonna forget me (laughs) um I would say like acceptance is letting go of your side of the story because I think for me I get like very whoa a philosopher I made it up no I'm kidding I'm in a book (laughs) But um, I think for me, I get it's kind of the same thing it's where if true. someone says something mean or even if someone says something nice, yeah. like I just make assumptions about everything. I'm like, oh, well, it's because of this. They're not talking to me because of this. He said this because yeah. he thinks this about me. But in reality, that's just like your reality and it's not theirs. Yeah. So if you like let and that's with other people too, like accepting someone means letting go of your side of the story of like who they are because you see people as you want to see them. I like that. Yeah. So. Deep. I, I know you have to is. do it with like your own body. That means like accepting your own body like that. Yeah. Accepting other people like that. I think it's really true. Circumstances. Yeah. I think that's… A, I think that's true in relationships too though. Like… Yeah. Very much so. Very Letting much so. go of, you know, <laughs> when you want to get the last word in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually read that quote from… I think it's… I'm going to give the wrong author the credit. But… I read it in a relationship book. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think yeah. it was either like the man's guide to a woman's mind or the woman's guide, guide to a man's mind or two, something yeah. like that. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to hear true. that. Yeah. It's true. Wow. Mic Anyways, drop. I know. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christine, for coming on our podcast. I'm so happy to finally meet you, Chelsea. I know. And see your 
face, JC. We were so happy you were in New York at the same time as us. I know. I was so excited when I saw your story that you were going to be here. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay, well, tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram, your blog, all that good stuff. It's Hello Fashion Blog. Um, I'm trying to get, jeez, oh, it's been a freaking battle to get my name for Instagram. So it'll either be Hello Fashion Blog or by the time this airs, maybe Christine Andrew. Um, and then oh, my, you want your name? Yeah, and I have it saved, oh. but it gives me an error every time um, I try to switch it. Have we not talked about JC Marie giving me an error every freaking time? It won't let you? It's been years, it's been three years trying to get it forever. Yeah. This is a common theme on our podcast too. Whenever we tell them like, <laughs> tell us your username. They're like, well, it's this, but I'm trying to get it to yeah. this. And I'm like, why is this so hard? It's so hard. Because mine doesn't exist. It's like, it's not there. Is it too long? No, no, no. Like JC Marie, the… the Just um, JC Marie. Yeah, it doesn't. There's no one search it. No there's one. no JC Marie, but you can't. And you there can't was at one point. And they probably took it their profile yes. down. And so it's just this mess. And I'm like, why is this so hard? I, I, we've literally been trying for like what six months, I think, mm. to try to change this, and it hasn't happened. So I feel, I feel you. you. At least it's not like freaking Snapchat where you make it and you can never change your username. Oh, oh yeah, mine you can is never still, change it. Mine is still from yeah. high school. It's heinous. I'm not yeah. gonna say <laughs> mine is. is like my stage musician's name, where people are like, what is who? <laughs> Who are you? And um, I've tried to change it so many times, but it just doesn't, never allows you. I'm like, maybe they've updated it. No, you know, not they're yet. with it. No, nope, <laughs> nope, not, not yet. All right. Well, okay. Hello Fashion Blog on Instagram. And yeah. then what's your blog? Same thing. Um, yeah. www.hellofashionblog.com. Um, and we just started a home account. Um, we just built a new house and kind of sharing our journey on that. And it's at Andrew Home. It's beautiful. And the home is unreal. Unreal. You guys got to check it out. (laughs) You're so nice. That's been a journey in and of itself. I know. That's podcast number two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That could have been an entire podcast. Um, Okay. Well, if you guys want to follow Chelsea and I on Instagram, our podcast Insta is at what we said podcast. And it's really fun. You guys need to check it out. Um, It's it's a good place to be. We post post crazy stuff on there. Yeah. We post polls questions. Wait, you know when something like doesn't sound like a word anymore? When I said polls, I was like, is that a word? <laughs> questions um, and get you guys involved. You guys always write in the best stories. So check it out. But thank you guys so much for listening. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye. Bye. Jazz hands.